problem for Newark is that a lot of people have lead lines that go underneath their front lawns into the house. And so now there's, I hate to say panic, but there's a heightened concern here in the city, in the state. And, uh, you know, these people are struggling with this old, antiquated infrastructure uh, that is not easy to fix. What does it take to get a more in-depth look into the week's top local news story? The Debrief brings you inside for a one-on-one conversation with our reporters every week, right here, right now. The Debrief. Brought to you by Hackensack Meridian Health. Visit our partner site, nbcnewyork.com slash healthu, to help you on your health journey. Hackensack Meridian Health, life years ahead. Often when we talk about a crisis in access to clean drinking water, we're thinking about a faraway place. And the United Nations says more than 2 billion people live in countries experiencing high water stress. It also says 700 million people worldwide could be displaced by intense water scarcity by 2030. And then we had Flint, Michigan happen, which kind of brought the problem to the forefront here in the United States. But now, as we take a look at a local story in our Debrief podcast, we have to talk about a crisis in New Jersey's biggest city, Newark. Hello, everyone. This is David Ushery, an anchor at 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. on News 4 New York. And We're bringing you our edition of the Debrief Podcast from our busy newsroom, where we take a deeper dive into local stories. And yes, this water crisis in Newark is a big local story. So we need to get our New Jersey reporter, Brian Thompson, on the phone to take us through it. Stand by. Brian Thompson, David Ushery, how are you, my friend? Hello, David. How are you, man? I know you're busy. Thank you for taking a little time on your travels throughout New Jersey to talk about this recent water issue. I intro to you saying usually when we talk about a a water crisis, sometimes we're thinking of third world countries internationally. And of course, we had Flint here. But now you've been covering something for some time, the lead in Newark's water. And now we have a new wave in that crisis. Just take us through it. All right. The problem for Newark is that a lot of people have lead lines that go underneath their front lawns into the house. It's called a service line. The city does not own that line. This is for homes built before 1985 that have never been updated. And it's that lead line that is infusing the water that goes to your tap with uh, something that's potentially very harmful. Now, Flint had the problem in their water mains from their original water supply. Newark didn't. Right. And so what Flint finally did was they put in this chemical that would line the inside of the lead pipes from the mains to whatever service lines were old, and that covers the lead pipe and makes the water safe to drink. Believe it or not, that's the way it works. Here, the city had a silicate that did this, and it started to fail for these service lines under your front yard. So now they're, when they discovered this, they're starting to put in a different chemical called orthophosphate, 
but it takes time to line the inside of these lead service lines. And, you know, a lot of water has to run through them, and it can take months, quite frankly. So the crisis is that two out of three filters provided by the Pure Corporation failed or showed elevated levels of lead that are unacceptable. And when I say failed, that's what it really happened. Right. And so now there's, I hate to say panic, but there's a heightened concern here in the city, in the state, even with the EPA, about whether or not they're getting effective uh, short-term solution with the filters. They don't want this to become another Flint, Michigan, so they're very keen on trying to, you know, put these quick solutions out there without really addressing the real issues. So they're going to do more testing. In the meantime, they're handing out these water bottles out of, as they like to say, an abundance of caution. They're handing out these water bottles to folks, and that's kind of where it stands right now as they wait more testing to see if the two filters out of three tested that failed or showed the elevated levels um, can uh, were representative of what's happening throughout the 38, 39,000 filters that they handed out to some 14,000 homes. So, Brian, let me take a step back to make sure I understand. You've been covering uh, this scrutiny of Newark's water supply for a few years, came up in schools mm-hmm. and these very issues. And so Newark has been under scrutiny. Mayor Ross Baraka trying to address it. Uh, Governor Murphy trying to address it. As I understand it, last week the EPA came in and tested uh, and found this, what you described as a failure at one of these kind of filter systems, and that precipitated where we are now in the Paquanic area, about 14,000 people or customers. Uh, 14,000 homes. Homes, homes. Mm -hmm. And so this is really the latest twist in an ongoing saga, talking about the infrastructure. And people there saying, you know, most of us are of color, most of us are poor. This is a predominantly people of color community. So obviously I can't imagine how long this lead has been affecting not only me and my family, but generations of North residents. And this should have been addressed in a different way and should be addressed with more of a sense of urgency. Is that what you're hearing on the ground? Yeah, I mean, you know, certainly that's the way people feel. I mean, you know, you talk to the city and the state and they've been scrambling. I mean, after all, they did distribute uh, these filters that they were assured by the comp- by the EPA. These are EPA-approved filters that uh, the city distributed for free, um, what, I guess, uh, earlier this year right. uh, or late last year. And uh, so it's not like they're not trying. Uh, they, they are trying, but this is complicated. And, you know, whether you say it's a community of color, well, it's a community of color that's, you know, uh, has minority representation at the very head of government and, and on the council. And, uh, you know, these people are struggling with this old, antiquated infrastructure uh, that is not easy to fix. Right. Now, one thing the city is doing, uh, proactive, they're replacing these lead service lines for free, even though it's not their responsibility. Right. Uh, it costs about $10,000 a home. That's a lot of money for a poor city. And so, Brian, it sounds like it speaks to this larger issue and this concern. Again, we talk about the uh, water supply globally and the concern of clean water all points around many points around the globe. Uh, But if we look at the infrastructure here in the United States, this could be an ongoing issue moving forward in many. It can. And and in fact, they made that point. uh, The governor made that point that this is a this could be a problem across the country. This could be a problem across uh, uh, New Jersey and some older communities 
Uh, Patterson is a good example. Camden is another one. Plainfield. Uh, all of these communities that would, when lead was popular. And so now the state is trying to grapple with that and is trying to see if indeed uh, these, uh, this issue is existing in other communities as well. Union City, Jersey City. Um, and, and we just don't know. They do have other protocols, though. You know, and they'll, they'll, they'll do free testing of kids aged, uh, mandatory of, uh, toddlers at age one and two. Uh, that's mandatory under state law. Uh, so there are a lot of pieces of the puzzle. Testing of kids, testing of water, infusing the water with a chemical to coat the lead, uh, lead pipes, um, you know, distributing free water, uh, getting the supplies of free water all together and, and getting that done. And the governor made a very explicit appeal to uh, the feds today. Please help us on everything. All right, Brian, before I let you go, I'll get back to covering uh, the tri-state um, and New Jersey in particular. Uh, many of our listeners may have heard something about they were distributing bottled water, and then they hold back because the best buy date had expired. And I'm going to check and make sure the date's not expired because I didn't even think about that yesterday. And that led to many, quite frankly, even in the newsroom saying, will this bottled water expire? Um, the FDA saying it's still safe to drink, but they still wanted to get uh, fresher bottles, if you will. Just take us through what happened there and the fix. As soon as the city realized that they had these uh, um, Best Buy date expirations, which was like a couple of years ago, uh, it, it immediately stopped distribution so it could find out for sure that this water was okay. They checked with the EPA. The EPA assured them the water is fine. It's, it's a matter of uh, perhaps taste, uh, but it is not a matter of purity. Uh, the water is just as pure as when it was put into the bottle several years ago. Uh, and, and so it was a scare. But it was a scare that, you know, in the end, um, you know, really isn't a big issue. But they are trying to locate uh, supplies of water that uh, have not such an expiry or a best buy date on them because people don't always understand that. And, you know, there's enough hysteria about this as it is with comparisons to Flint or it's not really Flint that, uh, you know, they felt, hey, we need to do this. Understood. All right, Brian Thompson, we'll let you get back to it. Thank you for uh, pulling over and giving us an update on this important story. Most welcome, Dave. All right, Brian, thank you. I'm your host, David Ushery. I want to thank our producers, Jesse Edwards, Liam McBain, and Ben Berkowitz from the NBC New York digital team. We'll see you next time on the video.